Wait, wait, we should all try and like harmonize. Oh no, I've, I've never. Should I go higher? Like, we need to go to a different pitch. You, you, yeah, try doing low. Uh... What's up? How's it going? It's your favorite speed cubing podcast back at it again, over inspected. It's here with me, Manu. I have uh, Carrie right here in I'm, the flesh. I'm in the flesh, yeah. We actually didn't, didn't explain this last week. Oh, um, yeah, Carrie, we didn't talk about it at all. Yeah, but Carrie, Carrie is here. So, like, yeah, two of us are here. And then, of course, we have the lovely Michael Chai on Discord with us. As always, how are you guys doing? Hope you guys are doing I'm well. I'm doing well. Manu gave me some water, so. I, I was extremely dehydrated last time, like my, my mouth was shriveling up, but now it's like fully moist. Well, see, there you go. Uh, listeners, hope this is this is your call to action. Go get a glass of water, yeah. I guess. Drink um, water. Uh, people, comment down below the rating for Renew's intro. I give it out a solid B minus, dude. I think it was <laughs> okay, good. That's a B minus is like, okay. You bad. almost called Carrie me. <laughs> I, I was oh, that was close. Chai. I, was, I was close. I was close. <laughs> Oh, but almost there. Almost there. Did, oh, did, you, I didn't notice. I it. honestly didn't notice. I, I almost, I almost. I was gonna give it a B plus because I feel like it, that's at the level where it's like I don't notice anything wrong, but it's also not like it's not like over the top. It's not. It's, it's not like, like earth shatteringly new or good. Or yeah, 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 of course. I mean, I'll take it. But no, we don't have to critique your intro Actually, in the episode. I think. <laughs> See, here's so okay. Well, two things. First of all, this opens up a new field, a new possible episode. Mm-hmm. Best. Overinspected intros tier list, great idea. We we're always we we're already thinking of doing a overinspected tier list episode um, at some point or another. But that's that's a good one. We could do that. Um, and then here's here's the real stinger, right? So, so would you say that my 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 um, intro might not have been that unique? But today we're gonna oh. talk about some of the most unique oh. competitions that the WCA has held. <laughs> Official competitions, by the way. Um, oh, come on, you guys are like shaking your that, head. That was, that no, was, like, that I, was I, good. I, like, I gotta give you that one. I feel no. like my segues okay, are some was, of the best segues. Okay, no, that was a good segue. Give, give me, give me a grade on that segue, both you guys and in the comments below, please. I'm gonna give it a simultaneous A and F at the same time, Fuse. <laughs> what? Because like, <laughs> no, Fuse, like... I did, I did better than that. <laughs> okay, okay, fine, just pure A, uh, is that what you want? There we go. <laughs> I'll, I'll give that an A minus, and the only reason I say A minus is because in the previous episode, you actually did a great segue, like at the uh, the end of the Legendary World Records episode. Okay, I, that one is your A plus one. That I'll, was legit. I'll agree with you on that one. That one was really smooth. If you didn't see yeah, that, that one, was a, please that go was back smooth. listen to it. I did a great job. Yeah. I, I'm patting so, myself on the back for that. That was great. So but this anyway. one will be A minus. Okay, sure, whatever. Anyway, cutting cutting all this nonsense out. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of the episode. Most unique competition experiences. By this, we mean official WCA competitions, but are a little bit different. You know, most most competitions you go to, you you know, there's like the stage, you go up and compete. There's maybe a smattering of different events. Um, people compete in each event. Um, the winners, um, you know, they compete in finals. They get little trophies. Maybe sometimes they get certificates. Sometimes they get cash prizes, and that's it. You know, everyone goes home at the end of the day. But there are also some, shall we say, eccentric competitions out there that have kind of bent the mold a little bit. But but before we do that, I think we should discuss a little bit about what makes these competitions possible. Because one thing is, you know, yeah, it's it's cool to have like crazy competitions, 
But the issue with having crazy competitions is sometimes they get too crazy and we can't serve all the members of the community. We, for example, we don't want to have crazy competitions that only maybe 10 or 20 people can attend if there are hundreds of people that are waiting to compete. But the great thing that happened recently is the bane of many organizers' existence, the proximity rule. The WCA proximity rule has changed. Chai, would you like to explain what has changed about the proximity rule? Yeah, so the proximity rule is part of the WCA competition requirements uh, for the teams to approve before you know the official posting and the announcement of the competition that we have. And the proximity rule is based off of distance and time elapsed from a previous nearby competition. Um, so the old rule that was in place was competitions could be essentially approved based off proximity alone if there are no other competitions within a hundred kilometers driving distance from the next competition in the past or, or in the future as well and is oh no 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 sorry a hundred kilometers driving distance um from the next competition so if it's like 200 kilometers away you could have a competition regardless of the date and then it had to be at least 19 days away if it was within a hundred kilometers right. driving distance right so if it was like 200 kilometers away you could have one competition on sunday and you could have another competition on the very next sunday but if it was like 50 kilometers driving away you'd have to wait almost three weeks the next three sundays to host that competition so obviously this is a rule in place to you could argue for a lot of reasons why this rule is in place but essentially it was a limiting factor for the frequency of competitions um, I don't think it definitely doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to see that. Yeah. Now the WCA they recently amended the competition requirements, and now you can have a competition be approved based off proximity if there are no other competitions within ten kilometers driving distance and less than five days away. So you can essentially host a competition once a week, every week in yeah. your yeah, local in, in your local community. Yeah, and that's crazy. It's it means a lot for the frequency of competitions. Now you could argue the benefits, the pros and cons, but the facts are the facts. This is what we could do now. So I guess like Manu mentioned, um, and you can take it away after this. This is kind of like the the incoming rise of all these crazy things happening, all these crazy competitions. Right, right. And, and remember, the, the this is I think it's a good change because it just allows more people to compete. Right. Yeah. Sometimes, like, sometimes you might be, you know, a speedkeeper waiting to compete for months, right? A competition finally opens up in your area, and the worst thing you find out is you can't go because you're busy that day. You know, yeah. you're, no one is there to drive you, or you have some other engagement and you, you just can't go. So you have to wait. Like another six months or something. I mean, at the minimum, you have to wait at least three weeks for maybe yeah. that venue to host it again, but sometimes that's not going to happen. You have to go somewhere else. Yeah, it just becomes a pain. But this way, you know, it, it just gives more opportunities for more people to compete. And I think that I think that's a great thing. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like, I, I saw people discussing you know the pros and cons of it because mm -hmm. you know even if they didn't believe it one way or another, it's I guess it's sometimes fun to play devil's advocate. And someone was saying that the reason why there was a proximity rule is that they didn't want to have a delegate just hosting like a competition at my house. Right. One, two, three, four, every right. single week, because then they don't become like noteworthy enough events for people to mm. like break out their cubes for the first time in years and like practice for. But I um, think 
I think the people running the competitions will will try hard enough to make each one distinct in its own way,、yeah. that they will still make the news somehow. Exactly. Yeah. By yeah. the way, and like you know, this is credit to the the organizer and the delegate, but this is also credit to the WCA for creating the right structure for that. Like we have a WCA competition announcement team. Right. Right. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, if a competition looks sus, it'll get rejected. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. true. It's like so, it's not just a automated, right system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't just be. The WCA created the system for it. Yeah. You can't just be Joe Schmo and say I'm gonna hold host a competition every day with only registration limit as one, and it's just gonna be me because、uh, I'm the delegate and I'm the competitor. You can, <laughs> like like that is just gonna get shut down instantly. Yeah.、Um, so yeah, there there are there are like checks behind this, and the thing is, you know, I think most people in the WCA competition and organizers are generally, you know, we have good faith. Them, right, you know, the whole goal is like try and spread speed cubing, so you know that's what we do. But that's actually a great thing that you mentioned at home competitions because at home competitions have actually been done for a long time, and you know they actually haven't really slowed down. In fact, you're you guys are actually listening to one of the people who's held the most,、oh, yeah. probably the most one of the, some of the most competitions in their house ever. So I've actually had three competitions held at at、um, my place of residence. Two when I was in college, and then one last year. I think it was、um, I don't remember, Basque twenty five maybe. It was、uh, it was no no no. It must have been Basque. I don't remember, but it was yeah.、Um, it yeah, was held on six. It was funnily <laughs> enough, it was held on June twenty fifth.、Uh, that was back when I was still、Mitch. living. Yes,、yeah. that's back when I was still living with Chai.、Um, and yeah, yeah, we we held the competition. And if you're wondering like what those competitions are like, you know the ones. They're at home. They're extremely chill. First of all, because we're holding it at someone's residence, usually they can't have the same number of competitors. So usually that means that like we can only have like somewhere between like ten and, I mean, if you have a really big space, maybe you could have twenty. The other problem is a lot of times we can't have outside comps. We'll get to the outdoor comps later also,、um, but you can't have outdoor comps because of weather. If it's raining, well, we what are we gonna do? We have to cancel the comp. That's Kind of silly. I think WCAT generally wants to prevent things like that, or at least they want to see that you have some sort of plan of action for that.、Um, so because of that, you know, you can't have that many people, and a lot of times what happens with these is they end up being these competitions that we call PBQs, Please Be Quiet competitions, which、um, generally have a lot more of the quiet events, as the name would suggest. So. We're talking FMC. You know, that's basically just a test. It's an hour-long test. Everyone has to be quiet anyway.、Um, big blinds are another very common one. You know, you gotta be quiet during those. Multi-blind is often held.、Um, Three-blind tends not to be held, mainly because if three-blind were held, then there's probably too much demand, and you know the space can't really accommodate for that. But you know, most speed cubers they don't really care about big blinds.、Um, they don't care about multi-blind. They don't. Who, if you really think about it, right? Who wants to go compete at a cubing competition and then just sit there for an hour doing an exam, right? Like FMC is literally an exam.、Um, so because of that, that it tends to be like the, these types of events, which sometimes go underrepresented. There are people in the community who want to compete in these events, but it, sometimes they're hard to hold during like normal competitions because you know we, everyone has to be quiet or. There's some other restrictions. For example, multi-blind, right? If you have someone like Graham Siggins who lives in your area, and、uh, you know wants to compete, obviously wants to compete in multi-blind, 
you need to take the time out to you know scramble those cubes you could be using that extra hour to do something else another event maybe you just don't have the staff for it anyway there's there's many reasons why you would hold hold it but um but yeah so i've held three of them actually another interesting fact about one of the ones that happened up at my house um the last competition that was held in i believe the last competition that was held in norcal actually in 2020 was oh, at yeah, my, was yeah. at my uh, at my residence in, uh, Actually, in Berkeley. Uh, like that competition, like sticks really clear in my mind because that's the last time I saw a real human that wasn't my family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. For was, a, uh, I guess a a year. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah, that was a uh, March fourteenth, twenty twenty. You know, everything was shutting down by then. You know, we had to put in like emergency COVID protocols and stuff. And yeah, we yeah. mentioned it. Or I mentioned it in the Pretham guest episode, but that competition was the unofficial birth of Cubers Live. Yeah. Me and Pretham were, were talking about uh, some sort of live competition stuff. Um, yeah. So a lot of good. That was a turning point. Like. Yeah. Like a lot of projects ended, a lot of projects began. Yeah, I mean, it was a turning point for the whole world, really. Mar March yeah. 2020, or well, at least for the United well, States. Yeah. I know, like, everyone always says March 13th as, like, the last day they went to school. Except... <laughs> oh, because oh, it was a Friday. Yeah. Well, I know that, like, for my college, they let us out a week earlier, so. Right. I think that happened for us, too. You know? Yeah. I think the colleges were, like, more gung ho about it right. than the high schools. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it was a very weird walking through <laughs> the town at that time. It was just, it was just the, barren. The thing about the six two five competition, the please be quiet competition that I held at, at this location, uh, what I find very interesting was it kind of ties into the abuse policy that we were mentioning a little bit earlier with the competition announcement team. We call them Wakat for short, by the way. Yeah. If you're listening. Um, so our competition, right, we held four blind, five blind, multi-blind, FMC. The reason at the end of the day why the house is allowed is because the house was expected to host the demand of the events. We didn't expect much more demand than the competitor cap that we set for it, which was 12. 12. However, upon submission, um, I don't know if I even told you this, Manu, but Actually, the competition was almost rejected because Wakat looked at our region and it was too uh, too vibrant, too many competitors, and it was almost rejected because they thought that this uh, facility wouldn't be able to accommodate the, the new demand of PPQ keepers. Mm. Um, and honestly, in a way, it's true. And how do you figure that out? You figure that out by having a wait list. Right. We had like seven, eight people on the wait list. So unfortunately, you know, I don't think it'll happen exactly in this house again. It will definitely get rejected, but it's just an interesting eh, tidbit. We could do it. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you can throw your bed You don't need that. I might have to, you know, talk to Wilson, get a couple favors in. Definitely not going to, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is not mafia work, guys. Sne sneak but, in um, some money. Uh, you could just build a new annex, you know, cubing yeah. annex. So if you if you want a real real world representation of what Wakat does and how proximity and how like at home competitions kind of work, yeah, Wakat almost rejected our comp because of capacity, but we still got it approved at the end of the day. Yeah, um, yeah. We were able to convince them that like I mean, twelve competitors, not much more. Yeah, I mean <laughs> maybe a couple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and and no guests obviously because you know, yeah, we we, no we, we can't we can't we can't we just can't afford. We did have a cat as a guest though, which I guess was kind of cute. Oh, oh, that's true. Well, one thing I was going to ask... Wait, I forgot oh, my question is. already. 
Oh yeah, when it comes to a private residence, like you can't post the address. That's right. That's right. Online. For That's safety right. reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead, what we do is that we, uh, and the website allows for this actually. So you can just put private residence, and when you send the competitor email out, because you know, as the organizer, you can see all those emails. You can send the address in, the, in that email. Yeah. So it, it helps keep it. Private. Yeah, and I think that because the PBQs are so small, you generally know all the competitors. Personally. Yeah, exactly. So I, you can kind of trust that they're not like some wacko person who wants to like create chaos exactly and that, that that goes into what i was going to say next is like what i really love about doing these at-home competitions is that like generally the people who come up to these you know you're not going to have a first time speedcuber come to any of these right it's, it's just not good for your first experience and most of the people who come are veterans and people you know if you're also a veteran in the community then it's people like you you know you've interacted with for years and so it's just fun to it's just like a bunch of fr friends like get together a lot of times we don't even make money from these competitions because, you know, it's it's just giving back to the community, we get to hang out with friends. We got free pizza though. Um, and we were able to do that by the competitor registration fee, which I think was really cheap too. It was only like $10 registration fee. And some people, like the prize they get is, you know, their very first five blind single. Right, which is, which is huge, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's worth more than what the ten dollar fee or oh wait, pizza, wait free wait, pizza wait, wait, wait. way more yeah i can't so, even put a price tag on that i kind of want to talk about i wouldn't say it's a unique competition but i just kind of want to throw it in there because i wanted to give a huge shout out to our friend chris um but i wanted to talk about maybe implementing not just competitions competitions themselves on the day of maybe it's a two-day competition but having a little bit more creativity with how you engage your community um, I wanted to shout out Chris because Chris has been at the forefront of the last two out of the three competitions that have been hosted in Hawaii. Mm, that's right. Oh and, yeah. And in both of those, Chris actually led a you know a day prior meet and greet with all the local cubers, and I thought that was really cool because you had a really good opportunity to kind of get to know each other and ask all these questions that you would during a, a regular competitor tutorial but in the cube meetup, get to hang out. I mean, we were just hanging out a couple weeks ago as a cube meetup. So I'd imagine it's, you know, as a competitor who's never been in a competition before, getting to see all these people that have speed cubes just like you. And I just think that's a really, really fun way to nurture and tell people that we're fun. We have like a good time together, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, I, yeah I actually didn't and know then that happened. But... A lot of, yeah, a lot of delegates don't do that. And myself included. Maybe the community is too small, maybe it's too large, one reason or another. But yeah, shout out to Chris, man, because he he did that for Hawaii but, uh, the last two times, and I really think that's something that's worth doing for, for certain communities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think especially as a new speedcuber, so that, that's another thing I think why Hawaii was particularly cool, because I think most of the competitors there were new speedcubers. They had never competed before because of the pandemic or whatever reason, right? Um, so as a new speed cuber, you know, if you know basically no one else in the community, but and so you have no idea like how many people are out there, right? There are more more kids out there just like me or you know, more people out there who just really like playing with these plastic puzzles and you know, the you know, we some people like make a hobby, some people make it like a living out of this stuff, right? So I think doing it as a cube meetup is like a nice informal way to do that where it's like it's set aside from the pressures of competing and it's more like it's, it's kind of giving everyone like a level playing field, I think, of some sense. It's like, here's this thing that you can all talk about and just just go have fun with it. 
meet new people, ask, ask questions, get involved in the community. And at the end of the day, it's what the WCA's goal is. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was also going to say that I think if you're a new Cuber and you go to a competition, like the veterans, especially if they have world records can seem very intimidating and maybe you'd think like, oh, they're practicing. I don't want to distract them. So there isn't really an allotted time where you, where you feel like you're supposed to be right. like, bothering them. And I definitely got that feeling at, at my f first competition because mm -hmm. Noah Arthurs was there and he was sort of like on track to get like a, I don't know, world record. For a three blind? For a three blind, I think. Yeah. Actually, no, I, I will say that Noah was really friendly though because he did talk to me, but I did think that like, since I didn't know anyone else It's there, your first impression, right? Like, yeah. yeah, you just have no idea. Yeah, but I just remember like, um, like when you start to get to know more people, it, it makes it easier and easier to get to know. Totally. Yeah, it's like a snowball effect. But if you have the meet and greet, it kind of you, you get to skip that. It's first a stage. jump start. Yeah, it's a will. jump start. Yeah. Right, right, right. You can you get to see like oh like you know oh who are you where are you from what's your favorite event how long have you been doing this and then you get to see them the next day and it's like okay well how how did it go and things like that let's exchange phone numbers I think back in the day we used to exchange email addresses. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> Nowadays people so, probably don't even exchange phone numbers. They probably just give them their handle on Insta or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's my so Discord. So I can think of some instances um, as a Cuber that was pretty crazy. And then highlighting the importance of maybe meet and greets or having a more tight-knit community or a way in aside from the World Cube Association. Of course, you know, WCC, we're trying to maybe branch out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, join the Discord server if you haven't already. Maybe we'll, we'll add it to the description for yeah. West Coast Cubing. Um, but I was, I was hanging out with Wilson, right? He visited from Indonesia for a few weeks. We went out to Boba twice and both times we met kids with cubes, never been to a competition. And like, it was really hard to convince them like, Hey, you should totally go to a competition. But you know, we were hanging out talking and then, you know, me, you know, I work in retail and I, I was talking to some customers and lo and behold, another customer walks in with a freaking Rubik's cube and he's a speed cuber. He carried a Gen I carry, by the way. And I was like, is that a Gen I carry? Wow. A Gen I carry is great. Don't get me wrong. I just thought it was strange to see that cube in the wild. <laughs> in the wild, and then, yeah. And then he was surprised that I saw it was a Gen I carry. And I told him that. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know. Yeah, as soon as and you say it was a Gen I carry, you know that that person is like yeah. deep. Okay. You're legit. Yeah. yeah. And then he's never been to a competition as well. And I'm like, what? And this has all happened in the last six months or so. I hire someone to, to work for me, right? Their brother is a speedcuber. And that's crazy. I know, it's crazy. And they're a speedcuber. Guess what? Never been to a competition. Average is like 17, 18 seconds. And I'm just like, what in the heck? There are so many new cubers that don't even know the WCA exists. And as a delegate, I know there are already a ton of new competitors. And to know that there's more? Insane. It's just, yeah, mind-boggling. And by the way, I just found our local college has a Rubik's Cube, <laughs> a Rubik's Cube club. Are you talking They're about- They're Oh, really? Yeah, I found my local, my, I have a local college nearby and they have a speed cube, a speed cube club. Oh, they wait, meet every really? Friday or something. We're not talking about Berkeley. Are we? No. Okay. No, 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 no. You're talking just, about, and, you're talking about like much closer to you, right? Yeah, and I'm just like, what in the heck? There are so many Cubers I've never competed before. And these are all Cubers like, that reached... like, you didn't know either? Like, personally... No, I didn't know I, anyone I know who any there, of them. at least. I didn't know any of them. So that's like so a whole isolated goes, yeah. bubble. It's like... Yeah. 
Yo, you know what? You know what this show. sounds like? We gotta get them to, if they're like on this podcast. Club, well, oh, I already, I already reached out to them. Don't yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I already reached out. Scout is down. It's like you're coming with me. Yeah, I already reached out to them. You know, for competitions in the future, but it just goes to show at the end of the day. Man, there's so much that cubing has the offer. There's so many cubers that are not a part of the WCA community yet. I, I yeah. yeah, I think like when I started cubing in high school, like I I had been cubing for two and a half years before I went to a competition. But I remember like when I started cubing, my only goal was to get faster than the fastest kid in my school. Classic, classic. His name was yeah. James, and he averaged forty five. Okay. So it's like that seems like super easy to beat now, but like. I thought he was just like the best in the world. Right, of course. Of course. Yeah, so it's like like you you live in these like isolated like bubbles yeah. of your high school, and then you don't think to reach out until someone from the outside exactly tells you like there's a bigger world out there. Exactly, exactly. And this is you know the same same vein, but like it, it, even like collegiate cube clubs. I think it's kind of a thing of the past now. Like, but I remember when Stanford Cube Club, Caltech Cube Club, those, those used to be really big. Berkeley Cube Club is still carrying that on, and it's still crazy like how many new cubers get exposed. Or like how many new cubers a they get exposed and b how many new cubers are like kind of created from just like these club interactions you know people who would who have been cubing but never thought to compete um they didn't know that like speed cubing was like a thing that people actually did this i mean reasonable mm-hmm. enough you know it's, it is very niche so also i don't know manu did you actually register in time for that one competition you were talking about the the camping competition. Ah, oh, the, let's talk about the camping. Was that competition. The one like it's in Southern California? Well, yes, yes. Did you register? So I can't go. Oh, do, okay. So let me talk about the camping competition. <laughs> so the camping comp. Yes, so you heard me right. A camping competition. This competition is happening outdoors. I I don't remember the exact name of the competition. It's gonna happen on the eighteenth of March. So I think when this episode comes out, that's like two weeks after. Um. Actually, two weeks is, is exactly right, by the way. I, I will say. Anyway, um, <laughs> that competition is happening in Southern California. I think Matthew Dick- Dickman is at least one of the delegates for it. Um, the The competition is very cool. I, th- I think it's really cool. I've never seen anything like, like this done before. Basically, the competition is actually going to start, I think, like late afternoon. Um, and, you know, b- before and stuff, it's, it's going to take place at a campsite, first of all. So, and it's like one of those campsites where you can bring like your RVs in, right? So you bring, you bring like your RV or whatever in, um, and then you can set up your tents or, or whatever. The competition is going to be held at that campsite. And I think it starts like mid or late afternoon. So usually competitions start in the morning, right? And before that, you know, you can do all like your fun camping things. And then the competition is going to happen. I don't think it'll have many events. I think it might just have three by three or something. Um, but they're gonna run the competition and then you know they're, they're gonna break for dinner in the middle which I think is really funny because usually we break for lunch but there's gonna literally be a scheduled dinner break and I think after that there's a bunch of other activities that are planned they might be planning a hike I think maybe a, the day after I know they're planning stargazing that night too Ooh. which is so cool mm. right like imagine going to a comp and going stargazing on the same like you know as part of like the competition experience like do you know if they have that's like, cool if yeah. it's a two-day comp we're on the second day so I think it's only one day because I, I thought that, like, when I saw that competition, they said something about, like, plan to stay here overnight. So I think you do need to plan to stay there overnight. And I think they have things planned for the next day, but, but not I think competing. they're not competing. Okay. Yeah. yeah but yeah. still, like... But I think it's really cool. Yeah. It's, a, it's a cool way to, like, kind of combine, like, you know, going camping, which I think is kind of just a cool thing to do from time to time, and competing. It's SoCal, right? So, the, you know, the weather is going to be presumably pretty nice. It'll be nice and warm there. Um... 
And yeah, so I think it's really cool. I can't go to this competition, unfortunately. I have other things oh. planned, unfortunately, for 318. I, I'm actually going to a different competition that day. I think that one is going to be in Berkeley. And the only reason I'm going to that one and not this one, that one has five blind. Oh, I oh. need, to, I, I need my five blind. It's Basque 43, right? That one is 43. That's correct. Jesus, wow. Yeah, oh so I, I, I wish I could go to the camping comp though. It would be so exciting. When now you can like you're kind of persuading me like I haven't signed up for that one. Maybe it's you too should late. go. Well, I mean I think I also signed up for the Berkeley one on the same day. <laughs> oh, 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 you mean the camping one? Well, no, I'm I'm saying I signed up for the Berkeley one, but right, not right, the but, camping one. But I'm persuading you to sign up for the camping one. Well, by you talking about how cool it is to go like on a hike. Is it cool? Yeah, I mean like I mean, I, it's cool. I, I am thinking, you know. The Berkeley one is only nice because it's like local, and I already have my five blind results. So like that to me is not a draw. You, can, you should go to the camping comp vicariously for me. You can go okay. to me. You my should name. think. Oh shoot! Actually, yeah. Okay. Think about it like this. Think about it like this. Like if you register uh, for yeah. that competition, you're just having a a nice you know a date night with Matthew Dickman. But doesn't he have like what thirty other dates? Like that, I mean, yes, that's and that's he also has a wife. Point. But, but like oh know, shoot! Look, <laughs> hold on. Like, is the wife gonna be? <laughs> Look, man, uh, maybe, maybe she'll be there. I mean, maybe look, man, it's just date night with Matthew Dickman. I mean, I, I love Dickman. I'm game for it. <laughs> yeah, he's my boss. Oh. That is true, he is your boss. Does he have 30 other dates? Maybe, but it's besides the point. Yeah. He, he'll make time for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll make like time for you, Carrie. Yeah, the, uh, two days you split up the time, it's like, that's like half an hour per person. That's, yeah, that's yeah, enough yeah. to get the job done. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah that's enough yeah. to get the job done, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't gone camping since I was, like, in middle school it's been a while oh interesting yeah yeah I, so i don't know so well, I, never I guess it depends camping. on like what your definition of camping is oh i remember what it's called it's called i think it's cube intense or camp intense 2023 or something like that whatever you can you can look it up it's on the wca page um it's official it's actually happening i think it's really cool and very very unique yeah yeah definitely fits the bill oh uh, yeah i was gonna say like that is that like if you go to that competition and like a hundred competitions in standard venues, you'll still remember the camping competition. Oh, easily, easily. Like, I've been to, I think, like, 54 competitions, right? And right. it's, like, you know, I have a general idea of, like, oh, yeah, they were in this venue or that venue, but not many of them, like, stand out as much. The PBQ wouldn't stand out because, you know, they were in my house. But, like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. the, I think if you're going to go and compete, then, and you've already, you know, you've competed in, like, the normal venue, then I think just doing it in like a different in a different setting, I think would just be really cool. Okay, then, then I'll, I'll I'll drop Berkeley or was it Basque forty three? I'm okay with that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You, should, you should report about it on the the next pod, podcast. On the next episode. podcast. Yeah, which might be like four or five <laughs> episodes down the line. It'll yeah. Carry. It'll be actually quite a few because it'll, it'll be quite a few because it's like uh, almost a month from now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Carry, I definitely I love to hear about you. that. We we should wow. also do a travel. Podcast I should vlog it. Oh, Ooh, you should totally stream vlog? it. You could stream it. Yeah. Well, I don't know because it'll be in the wilderness. So I don't oh, actually, signal. you should you should vlog it and then we can we can post it or you can post it. Oh yeah, I mean I, I have a speed cubing channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you can post it onto there. We can we can point I could, people your direction. Yeah. Although I don't know, we'll point three people that way maybe. Yeah. Well, either way, I'll make some content out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be it'll be cool. Yeah, but um, oh. Wait, Harry, see... did you go to the UFC boxing event? Yeah, I was gonna say like I see that one on the list, and I also feel like I went to that one. Yeah, tell us. I, about I should talk that. about that one because I don't think either of you it. went, right? Yeah, we didn't go, so tell us no, about it. So it was like right around New Year's, and right. Calvin Nielsen wanted to have a competition 
on a boxing ring and then have the two fastest one-handed solvers actually box each other. Yeah. And I thought that he was like sort of like half joking about it. But <laughs> I guess I can say who won because it's like yeah, yeah. the records are there. Like Isaac Langer and what's his name? Daniel Mullen, I think. Maybe, yeah. Um, they got the fastest results and I think that's what was expected to happen anyway, because you know, they're oh, they're over right. eighteen and I think they know each other pretty well. So they actually did box it and I was live streaming it and they went pretty hard, like yeah, I think I saw some of the footage after. Yeah, and like people were like falling over, and cubes got knocked out of other so, hands. So, so, so I guess to note, so they're not just like normal boxing. They're, oh yeah, they're OH boxing. Uh, like I guess to clarify, the way you win this sort of match is you finish solving the cube first. So the only reason the boxing exists is you want to like deter your opponent from, you know, making progress on their cube. <laughs> So, like, I, I did think that, like, you know, if I were in the ring, I would just run away from the other person and then do yeah, always, because oh, sure, sure. I'm not the type of person <laughs> to yeah, protect. Like, I'm a more defensive person than offensive. But, like, you know, I, I think that they were also putting on a show for all the kids. Of course, yeah. Yeah. What um, was it like competing in the octagon? Well, like, the actual um, solving stations were on the octagon itself, and I thought it was going to be, like, a trampoline really bouncy. Yeah. But it's not. It's, like, quite firm. Mm. Which I guess makes sense because like the the boxers have to be able to like run around True. on it. Like they can't be like stumbling all over the place. What I thought was more funny was you had to walk through an actual gym of like actual boxers oh, and really wrestlers. UFC fighters. Yeah, yeah. Well I don't know if they're UC fighters, but like just people who sure. like work out and like sure, sure. do that. <laughs> like you had to like walk maybe like a hundred feet through that to get to the competition. That's so funny. So I remember like when I walked in the front door, um, I think the person at the desk like instantly pointed me like go go back there because he could tell that oh, like no. uh, why I was there and I don't think it's just because of like the way I look but I hope it was also because like I had a Rubik's cube in my hand or something. Oh okay okay. okay. But like I just thought it was funny because like I almost didn't have to say anything. He was just like you go back say, there. I was gonna say like you know the guy pulls up to you. It's like so he just shows up in big burly. He's like so uh, what are you gonna work on today? Um, oh. I'm doing one-handed today. I'm gonna. I'm doing CBLL. Oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna do some sexy moves. <laughs> oh, sexy moves. My, my, my PLL trainer. No. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess like the word trainer could could work for. Both. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it. I I need some trainers. No, no, no. He's like you can be like yeah. I'm actually here with my uh, with my PT. It's like oh you got a personal trainer. Oh no 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 sorry the PLL trainer. Oh for PLL trainer you're my PT. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm working on my OLL sets. OLL sets. Oh, true, yeah. No, I feel like um, we didn't talk. Like the two groups of people didn't of talk to each other yeah. that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it was actually the reason why I think that competition was really memorable is because a lot of the people stayed in the Luxor, oh, like the hotel. Cool. You know, and like you had to stay like the day before and the day after the competition. Right. So. Like it went, the competition was December 31st, but most people stayed into oh. the new year. So like when the competition was over, everyone was trying to figure out like, what should we do when the countdown hits zero? That's right. And I was with like Dan Pastushkov and Bredin Backer, I think. Okay. And I guess one of us had taken an Uber and the Uber driver said, oh, the best place to watch fireworks in Las Vegas is on the eighth floor of that park. That's right. Garage. I remember because you were on top of something. It was a parking garage, I guess. Yeah, 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 it was on the top of a parking garage. Huh. And, like, I thought, like, that felt kind of lame. But then when we, when we up went up there, it actually was a pretty good view. Damn. And I felt yeah. like... I, I'm glad I'm here because most New Year's before that, I'm just, like, with... Uh, well, like, with my family, which is right, obviously... That's, that's lame. Well, that's, no, obviously... I would like, never do that. 
Yeah, so lame. No, I know, like, you know, family above all else, but I do feel like it's it's fun to shake it's it up. It's a unique experience, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, like, fun to shake it up every now and then. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. And, so, you got like, to, and you got to compete. So, so that, that's, like, a nice double, like, a triple whammy or whatever, right? You got to compete yeah. in a cool venue, and you got to experience New Year's with, like, a bunch of Cuban friends. And you get to watch people beat each other up. That's true, yeah. And yeah. I wa I'll throw some of the footage in, I think, while... It, it, in the edit but it was really cool actually like i like you know watching them like kind of like try and solve the cube in one hand but also like trying to punch in the other i think yeah. they there there were definitely rules cause i think there were no headshots allowed and no headshots and i think nothing below the waist that makes sense yeah. yeah um yeah i mean i know daniel talked about how afterward like i i think he wanted to get more to mma fighting in general so it's already mm like a, a trial run of mm. that. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, so I think just before that, I think Ludwig was doing the oh. chess boxing Oh, stuff. was that before? It was like a, a couple weeks before. So then when I saw, when I saw Isaac and, and Dan like going at, going at each other, I was like, cube boxing? Cube boxing. <laughs> Chess Maybe. cube boxing. It might be an interesting... Chess it be, cubing. It might be an interesting, uh, no, that's too eh. big. No, 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 like the boxing has to be there too. <laughs> Like, it, it has a balance. It has a balance. Chess cube boxing, maybe. Um, but I was gonna yeah. say, like, I think I think cube boxing would be an interesting live event to uh, to spectate. <laughs> an interesting event that could be live streamed. You could say. Well, oh god, you have to find uh, a small select group of people willing to do both. I'm down. Let's, Are let's, you? Let's fight. Hold on. I don't think let I'm me, down. Let me call up. Uh, let me call up my friend Ludwig, and we can get it figured out right now. Yeah, oh, there you go, man. <laughs> yeah. I I hope one day like we can, you know, partner with Ludwig or something. Some Yo, big that would be. That's you know, so cool. I, I actually think that would. He he said like all content creators like DM me if you want a seat at. Oh no, it was at the chess boxing thing. And actually like. Oh yeah. I tried DMing him, but like you know he probably gets thousands a day, so I'm not. For sure. I wasn't expecting a response. Right. Right. But it, yeah. Anyway, speaking of live streamed events, let's uh, let's talk about Basque Live, huh, Chai? Mm, yeah, Basque Live. Honestly, of all the competitions that we've talked about so far, I actually find that Basque Live is one of the less unique competitions. But it's the innovation, the evolution, of, evolution, uh, the standard cubing competition, right? Yep. Um, you know, we've talked about Bass Live a few times now, so you guys probably have a good idea of what we're doing uh, for those competitions. Just building the competition schedule, making head-to-head -head finals, not just 3 by 3 head-to-head. Like, when we did Bass 32 Live, we did 4 by 4 head-to-head finals, and I thought that was a fantastic time. Tons of people were interested, and but not only that, we're, we're going to go even further with what it means to have a competition be a live stream experience. Like, we're thinking of creating a competition where the winner might, you know, have an unofficial result. I, I, I don't want to actually go into too many details here, but imagine, imagine that you win based off of an entirely different system than the WCA system. Yeah. And, you know... I don't want to spill too many secrets, but you know we have some ideas in here, and we want to make sure that we can, at the same time, provide some great live stream content, create a great WCA competition, but also create a way to serve our local community, but also create a way to you know make WCC heavily involved in that. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot. This a lot is of actually cool stuff. Yeah, it, Basque Live will definitely be a huge project of ours. This year, we're doing three Bass Lives that we've already signed off on. 
um, spread out throughout the year. So you'll see those announced periodically, and you know each time it's going to be slightly different. And who knows? You might see some sort of Iron Man match between you know your favorite cubers. Yeah. Who knows? You、Ooh. might see some strange events being held. <laughs> Did someone say FTO? I, I was about I to say that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to confirm anything, but I did want to say that it's just a different take from what it means to have a WC competition. Yeah. In the speed solving sets, like of course you can have a competition in a house, in a yard, right? In Hawaii, but this is just, in my opinion, the evolution of speed cubing. Yeah. I feel like for a lot of the time, the WC competition hasn't evolved. I'm trying to have it evolve to the、right. next stage. Right. I want to go from Haunter to Gengar. Exactly, and it takes it takes like a major. It's gonna take a lot of work to get there, and I think that's what's really cool. I think about the Bass Thirty Two Bass Live,、um, and I think like I think we'll see this more in the future. Also, I think we'll start to see like you know competitions that are kind of like this hybrid format. There's there's the official angle to it, right? So we're gonna have three by three. So anyone who wants to compete in three by three. You're more than welcome. If it's your first competition, welcome. If it's your hundredth competition, hey, you know you got you got three by three there. It's always gonna be the classic. We're gonna run a head-to-head finals. Every you know people are gonna get a result, and it's gonna be cool. But we, the great part is we have you know this extra chunk of like the half day to do something a little bit different to maybe try and, you know, like you know, just、uh, stir up a little bit of a.、Uh, Controversy a little bit, you know. Throw a little spice into the into the mixture that we already have. Try and stir the pot and see what we can come up with to create more interesting content. Because you know, cubing cubing competitions are great, right? There's the you know the, you can, you meet you get to meet a lot of new people. You get to compete with your friends. You get to compete against you know people on the other side of the planet, right? Which are, I think is really cool. And it all ends up like in one database. Everyone is like together, but. There are other angles that you can do that you can only do in like a, a setting, like a like an in-person setting, something that you know you want to compete with someone else in your region. You know, so think think、um, in, if you're thinking Smash terms, think like PGR rankings, right? Something like that. You know, what if we have a WCC ranking? And you know that、I、turns mean, into you know, that turns into some actual cash for Cubers. I mean, there's a know, lot there's a lot the on the table. Um, having like this like unofficial events slot, right? We we get three four hours to do whatever we want. It just allows the the creativity juices to flow. So, for sure, for sure. I, I think I guess、really、I was、cool、thinking to... of. Oh, what was it, Carrie? I was just just like, you know, the hints that you give out, like are, are you know, sometimes they feel、we're、like more than hints, you know. There's like those, we're there's trying like to be big, but I think we. We're there's, painting a good picture. There's, there's, yeah, there's like this one like Kylie Jenner thing, right? Where she's like, <laughs> she, I think she says something like, "Oh, I can't believe," or like, "I was, I was being very subtle. I wasn't dropping any hints at all." And then in the next like cut, like I was dropping a lot of hints. That's us right now. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's what's <laughs> happening. But it's like that—that's a good way to get people excited for what's to come. Yeah, yeah. And know that like you're innovating and trying new things. Yeah, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Chai, you were gonna say something. Yeah, no. I mean, you were just talking about all those experiences, Carrie, and、um, how they really stood out to you. You know, these are unique competition experiences. And then for me, my favorite competition still stands out as one of the one of the categories here. My favorite competition was definitely the、uh, Piper Be Quiet.、Um, ah, 
Piperclick. Yeah, Piper three. Piperclick. Quiet. I think at the end of the day, three fourteen. Yeah. I view, I view that competition not because of results. I I didn't. I just competed in FMC. Not even just because I was in you know your house at the time, but I found it for me. Um, how we talked about like timeline and writing out our story in the previous episodes with like world records and stuff like that. Right. Your competition list is your story. Yeah. yeah. I feel like for all cubers, and especially the ones that were at Pi Berkeley Quiet, that was the turning point. Our lives were completely different. Yeah. Life as we know it, different. Like 2023 life is different than 2019 life. I don't know how else to explain it. But yeah. there's something about the mental aspect that's completely shifted for me as an adult. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, it, it's, yeah, it, it's just, it's just crazy that like, that was it was the end of an era in some sense right and uh the dawn of a new one and i i don't know i feel kind of honored that it was it, that you it was know your, that your was place. it was at my place of residence although it did not remain my place of residence for long i think i moved out three days after uh, <laughs> i will also you, say you get to claim ownership i think yeah oh totally what the fuck? It was definitely on my yeah address, yeah, so. yeah i was the one who sent the email i'm like this is my address um i will also say that house that it was held in had a lot of character um, oh yeah I mean, oh yeah didn't it have like <laughs> paintings on the wall yes like i remember like there was a painting you were there at, i think the one before that one right or no I, you, I, I was at no, that, you one. that yeah. one i remember, remember like, you forgot your umbrella yeah and then like well here's the thing i don't care about umbrellas but like my, my dad right, really really wanted this umbrella because he got it in japan but i sort of just thought like just buy another one it's no big deal but that's like right, yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i, I <laughs> it's just an umbrella so it's it's no big deal but i think um yeah that one i remember like, I recorded a video of me doing multi-blind there, and in the background you can see like oh, these paintings right. on the wall, right. and like the kitchen. The people are scrambling in the kitchen, which is like yeah. a really small kitchen. So it felt like not just like a house, but like a house where like you had to get real cozy with each other to even fit. There's a lot of personality, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of personality. And yeah. you know, us, you know, I think we knew everyone else at that competition, right? So yeah, I remember like there's this guy named Ricky who was like that's right, yeah. He was a Stanford student like four years younger than me mm -hmm. so i remember i thought like oh i should you know be his mentor or something <laughs> but then it turns out like you don't really like spend that much time with like college students like you're not taking classes true yeah um but yeah that that competition was yeah a turning point another for me it was the moment that i like finally filled out my wca profile. that's right yeah yeah that's my fmc meme. that's uh i think when you got silver right i think the the actual terms like changed i think it is silver but then like the kinch ranks website like stopped working yeah it doesn't work anymore. so now they use like the maulers rating or something oh i've not i haven't heard about this. and like that one it goes like bronze silver gold opal platinum diamond okay and, i think that's yeah cool. yeah so i don't know where i rank on that <laughs> okay yeah but i was gonna say chai like when you were saying that your like competition list is sort of your life story that's sort of the reason why i try to encourage new cubers who think that they're not good enough to go to a competition oh you should go like you should go when you're bad because i think it's more inspiring when i see like a fast cuber and then you scroll to the bottom and you see they have like a competition from like five years ago where they were averaging like a minute, minute. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah it's like they yeah. go from a minute every single cuber has that yeah yeah but yeah some people don't go to a competition until they're like sub 10 and like obviously that's fine too but like the t the improvement you just can't see it as right. much you can see it yeah 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 like i, I want people to like show themselves to the competitions even when they are you know 
humble beginners. Yeah, totally, totally. The other thing I think which is really cool is, you know, we're talking about unique competitions and those are like, you know, unique formats and stuff. But even going to unique places, I think is really cool. Cause one of the, one of my favorite things I like to do sometimes is I'll see a keeper who's gone to like 150 competitions, right? Hey, I click map. Yeah. And I like, I just like seeing like where, like, you know, there's oh. always clusters, like, you know, they live in this area. They're a delegate for this area, right? But there's always like random clusters that like end up in some place. I'm like, there's a story behind this, right? Like, why did you decide to go to Alaska to go to a speed cubing competition? What? Or like you competed in a different country? That's really cool. Like the, there's always like that stuff too. So I think that also builds up to like the uniqueness of like competitions, I think. And, and you know, like your cubing, your cubing history, if you will. Yeah, yeah. It, it sort of feels like a, like a, the cubing perspective of something that people do where they put a pin on the globe yeah, everywhere, everywhere exactly. they've, they've traveled. Exactly. But it's like not just on your globe, but in like the entire WCA database. You yeah. Can, you can see it for anyone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I do. I do think there's like almost like a privacy violation when it's like, <laughs> like you see a circle around like a, you know like a very small neighborhood and like maybe like this is like a minor so it's like you shouldn't know where they live but you can narrow it down wow carrie oh, it's amazing yeah. that you mentioned that that is it sounds exactly like a topic for a future podcast okay. episode yeah yeah i mean that's getting off the beaten path no 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 it's perfect because i think i i think i mentioned this to chai last year at some point like we should really talk about this and I think I think it's a big I think it's a big deal if you're a minor then you know, it kind well, of reveals your location yeah. to some degree. Um, but in any case, we I th I think during episode twenty one we promised that we were gonna keep the podcast I shorter. I think this one has gone on for like forty plus minutes. Yeah. You know, sorry we went ten minutes over. Hopefully you're. You know what? I hope you had traffic today during your commute so you could listen to the whole podcast. Wow, that sounds so terrible. <laughs> oh, oh, oh god. <laughs> they they, lo they love stuff. sitting in traffic and hearing our voices. I guess it's better honk, than. Honk. I bet. I guess it's better than sitting in traffic and you know listening to nothing. So, would you rather listen to you know Hong Kong or listen to our sol uh, silky no, voices? Don't most people listen to like music or? Yeah, the news. Ah, music schmuse. Oh, can imagine listening to the news. We music music. You can listen to us. The greatest yeah, speed news, podcast schmuse. We also give you news. Like you would have never True. have known about the the, the camping competition. Go go sign up for the camping yeah. competition. That is news. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who cares about like who the president is? That's it's all about terrible. where the camping comp is. Exactly. Exactly. So, right. yeah. With that, I think um, we've been talking far too long. Um, but I hope you've had a great time listening to this episode. Hope you have a good rest of your day, night, morning, wherever you are in the world. And uh, gonna put a ribbon on this one. So thanks again to the to the hosts. And um, we will see you, I think we will see you next week. Yes, I think we will see you next week for the next episode. The next installment in the greatest speed cubing podcast in the world, Over Expected. Right here on the Cubers Live channel. Um, yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Your awe was Bye. terrible. Was it? <laughs>